Hello and welcome to the first official, official episode of the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today we are here to talk about the first episode that ever aired of Even Stevens, Season 1, Episode 1, Swap.com. Like I said in the introduction episode, we're going to preface all of these podcast episodes with where each of us ranked whatever episode we're covering on our respective lists. So I have this episode ranked number 47 of 65. And Ethan, you have this. At 49, yeah. Yeah, at 49. Uh, So not far off, literally only one episode in between. So hopefully this is some neutral ground for us to kick this off on. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Uh, So for anyone listening right now to jog your memory about what this episode is all about, uh, the IMDb synopsis says, Lewis trades the school nerd and school nerd is capitalized. <laughs> like, <laughs> like S and N are capitalized. Like it's a proper noun. School nerd is, is an official title. Yeah, it's his name. <laughs> the school nerd, Ernie Morton, a date with his popular sister for a rare CCG card. I never called them CCG cards. What does CCG stand for? Collectible card game card. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's redundant. Yes, it seems a little, yeah. I was like, yeah, just say trading card. Like, that's fine. On IMDb, this episode has a rating of a 7.5. And we were talking about this before we started recording. It's actually listed twice on IMDb. One is under the title swap.com and the other one is under the title pilot. And they have two completely different ratings too. The one that's labeled pilot has an 8.5, I think, and uh, swap.com has a 7.5. They have the same synopsis, but all the information Otherwise, under the pilot entry has all of the information from the last episode of season one, which is the true pilot, which obviously we will get to later. But Mm -hmm. we're not talking about that one today. We are talking about this one, which this one is (laughs) it's whatever. You you know what? I I didn't realize how much of this episode I have memorized until Mm -hmm. I just watched it. I was like, I, I was basically quoting I'd say 80% of the episode as I was watching it. Yep. I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. I think we all have. Maybe, and that might affect my, that might affect my rating a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, I mean, I've seen them all a bunch of times, but being the first broadcast episode, it by nature has been played more than probably any other episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely with you on that. And I feel like that probably influenced how I felt a lot as well. I'm going to check what I said at the end of my review just to remind myself a little bit. Yeah, so my general thoughts here were pretty much that it's like a safe and predictable sort of plot line. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not horrible, but it's nothing super, super special. Uh, it's yeah. sort of middle of the road, kind of generic, kind of. Like, it doesn't really feel like even Stevens yet. Because, mm. of course, it was still the beginning um, in production order, though, right? We have to ad- address the production order of these episodes, mm-hmm. too, I think. This is number two in production order. Yeah, so it was basically the second episode. Yeah, it's super rough, in my opinion. The first season is special in that way, though, that it is so rough. There's some, That's mm-hmm. something I really like about the first season. Yeah. Um, but in this episode, it's like it doesn't really know what kind of show it wants to be yet mm-hmm. and it's not entirely that funny either like the mm. like like it's not yeah it doesn't really do what you'd expect of an even stevens episode it actually i think it starts off really strong with him in the classroom mm-hmm. on the computer talking to ernie i think the whole mall sequence it kind of loses its traction a little bit right the big thing for me is that this is such a strange episode to pick for the first episode to air. Yeah, I've always thought that too. I actually, last night when I rewatched this, mm-hmm. I think I, I actually can kind of see certain points where it would make sense, maybe not the most sense, but out of all the episodes. I, I was trying to watch it as though I as though I knew it was the pilot, as though mm-hmm. like I was watching it for the first time, which is hard. But it kind of introduces Ren before she's even on screen for the first time right like twitty says um you know we're talking ren here yeah she calls you a slug because she loves you right down to the ground <laughs> yeah exactly it doesn't yeah it doesn't make the most sense but i i don't know i i could see it if i watched it on tv as as the pilot i'd be like okay this is 
feels like it maybe is the second or third episode, but it doesn't feel like the first episode. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if they were going through and picking all the episodes besides the actual pilot, I could see how they would land on this out of the first few of them, at least. I still feel no, you, don't th- you don't think well, so? It, it, something I noticed about the first season in particular is that there are so many one-off characters. Like when mm. I was looking yeah, through some of it. There are. Like especially the first few episodes. And it's weird to me that they would do that, especially for the first one. It, it just never made sense yeah, to the, me. The one-off, yeah, the one-off character is weird for a pilot episode. Mm-hmm. Or a pilot, quote, pilot episode. Because obviously it is about Lewis and Ren, but we have Ernie mm-hmm. Morton in the middle of this whole thing, and he's yeah. so gross, and he's just there, and I'm like, what a terrible first impression. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, wow, like, yeah, if I, I would yeah. be like, I hope this guy is not going to be on it every week, so why don't we start from the top here? Okay. So, this opens in a class where I say, what the heck class is this? Because this is ahead (laughs) of the times. Because the teacher says, open the World Atlas application. Yeah, they have computers. They have computers, but he's talking about apps. Like... Yeah. He's, oh, he's, like, yeah. Oh, he's like, open the World Atlas app, basically. I'm like, yeah. before there were apps for everything. That's a good point. And I'm like, this is weird. I feel like this was just a total plot device so that Lewis could be talking to Ernie on the computer. Oh, yeah. Because back in the day, the only time you were on one of those ridiculously huge computers was for computer class. Yeah. Like, you know, like you didn't have oh, yeah. computers in your geography class like no way that didn't happen so so pretty much yeah so lewis is in this computer geography class whatever and he's talking to some person about a trading card but we don't know this yet and the teacher is talking about afghanistan and the very first actual dialogue in the series between our characters here lewis shouts yes about afghanistan but of course it's not about afghanistan uh and twitty says dude it's just afghanistan what's the big deal <laughs> like, and that's like the first basically official line of the series which i think is a pretty good starting line honestly and it's great how everyone's sleeping in class except for lewis of course and then, like he's super excited <laughs> on his computer just typing away and stuff yeah it was a great uh, just juxtaposition i like that a lot oh yeah and this teacher, by the way, I feel like I've seen this guy in everything yeah, ever. He's in a bunch of stuff, yeah. And I looked him up, but I didn't really recognize anything he's been in. But oh, then yeah. I realized I think he just looks like the old man from the Six Flags commercials. Oh, he kind of does, yeah. A bit. <laughs> like, I think that's where I thought I knew him from. He's in a couple Even Stevens episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in uh, this one and he's in Family Picnic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might be in another one. I don't know. So we get a shot of the screen of Lewis's computer, which shows us how far we've come <laughs> with internet browsers from 2000. And also, I'm assuming, actually, that this episode must have been filmed in, like, 99, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Because a lot of websites say that the show ran from 99 to 2003. Mm. So I'm assuming some of the earlier episodes must have been filmed in 99, I guess. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. So Lewis is on the internet uh, and he's talking to some person about this trading card that is obviously supposed to be a Pokemon card. Uh, but, you know, Disney, I guess, doesn't have Pokemon money or Pokemon rights to use that uh, name, you know. So it's just a, a roaring Drycon card, uh, which is a trading card. And he's talking to some guy and we see that the guy is capital S, capital N, school nerd, um, Ernie Morton, uh, who's nasty, greasy, eating food in class, just being generally disgusting and he's the one who has this card and is willing to trade it and lewis asks him this is very creepy lewis asks him what do you want in all caps by the way which is <laughs> kind of <laughs> super yelling excited yeah so he asks him what do you want and i'm obviously assuming that ernie wrote a date with your sister dot 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 but they just zoom in on it and they only show us your, your sister. sister. Yeah. That is disturbing. <laughs> what do you want? Your sister, dot, dot, dot. So Ernie asked for a date with his sister, Ren, and Lewis is like, Why couldn't he just ask for something easy? Like my mom's Volvo. This is our very first Boy Meets World connection. <laughs> So this is a segment 
where we are going to point out any connections, similarities, parallels between Even Stevens and Boy Meets World, because mm-hmm. there's a lot and we can never think of them off the top of our heads, yeah. apparently, but they happen a lot. So I didn't make this connection until I read your Ranking Every Boy Meets World oh, yeah, episode yeah. ever article, Ethan. For one of the episodes, you picked a best line and it was from Corey and he said, <laughs> It's really pretty. What is it? I don't know. It came with my mom's Volvo. (laughs) I was like, holy crap, those lines are way... Like, that seems, like, too specific to be a coincidence. Yeah, I like how both you... I noticed that, too. And I I think it's weird that you and I just... We know even Steven so well that we both noticed that. That Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Louis's mom has a Volvo. (laughs) And that they just both said the same line. Yeah, basically. um, Essentially, you know. I thought that that was too coincidental, so I did a little digging, okay? Mm -hmm. And I thought that this was very interesting. So this episode was written by Eric Van Lowe, and Eric produced an ABC TGIF show called Where I Live with Mm -hmm. none other than Michael Jacobs. Oh, no way. Who wrote and produced Boy Meets World. Oh, that's cool. So clearly the guy who wrote this episode and the writer producer of Boy Meets World are friends to some degree, I I would assume, if they work together on a show. So something tells me that, who knows, maybe they were like, haha, that's a good line. Like, I'll throw that into the show I'm writing right now. Like, that's awesome. But I thought that was uh, a definite connection there. So, hey, you know what my first car was? A Volvo. A Volvo. (laughs) I still have it. But don't. Yeah. No, uh, no, yeah. it really is. I still really have it. <laughs> no, I know, but you were just like, no, oh, my yeah. first car was a Volvo. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that was a Boy Meets World Nection. <laughs> yeah, so that is the opening uh, of this episode, which sort of sets the plot in motion, which, you know, leads us to Twitty and Lewis in the hall. You know, they're talking and. Uh, Twitty is so impressed that he got the new kid, Ernie Morton, you know, set set that in stone so we know what we're talking about. I, yeah. I, I always hate it when people say the plot out loud. Oh, yeah, the exposition. Yeah. <laughs> it just always seems a little forced. Oh, yeah. Then he finds out that Lewis had to trade a date with his sister, and we haven't met Ren yet. While they're in the hallway at school, those two mm. girls come up to Twitty, and Lewis says, What's up? <laughs> Classic. You know, 1990-whatever oh, yeah, Budweiser, Budweiser commercial. Because <laughs> that was a cultural thing. <laughs> Hello? What's up? What's up? Yeah. I was obsessed with those commercials, by the way. Yeah? I, I, I think I have a file on my... <clears throat> hard drive it has all that entire saga of commercials <laughs> saga <laughs> it's perfect oh man i love those commercials i used to quote them nonstop. well you did want to be lewis yeah so it does e- make sense yeah and that was even before even steven so i mean we, lewis and i are just kindred spirits yep you got it like that which is actually what he says in this <laughs> scene well i got it like that well, i got yeah. it like that so then we meet uh, quickly in the hallway as well it transitions to Ren and her placeholder best friend Jewel <laughs> this like little Asian girl they don't say her name until the end of the episode so the whole time I'm, I'm like what was her name again oh Jewel really? they say they it don't at the say very it? end yeah oh okay I didn't it's even catch weird. that that's funny because I just I've watched the series so much that I just know her name yeah I, didn't I couldn't remember realize. she's only in this and what'll idol do right mm-hmm yeah. And then she disappears, and then Ren yeah. gets a different friend, and Charlotte. then she disappears. Yeah. Which is so funny, too, because Ren is supposed to be popular, yet she doesn't really have any friends. <laughs> like, we don't see any of her friends, really, yeah. until the end of this season, um, when they officially bring in solid friends for her. Uh, so, yeah, so we see, this is important, though, uh, we see Ren checking the uh, bulletin board or whatever for the updated scores or hours Mm -hmm. uh, that people have put in for uh, student volunteer of the month. So we see that this girl, Adrienne Dunmore, who we never hear of ever again, has more volunteer hours done already uh, than Ren. And of course, this is not gonna fly with Ren because she needs to be perfect at everything. So she needs, come hell or high water, to get more service volunteer hours in than Adrienne Dunmore. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is also setting the plot in motion here. We're, We're setting everything up so then it cuts to the stevens house for ren's birthday and i have to say i think this whole scene is the highlight of the episode oh i agree 
I agree. I love this scene. This is the highlight. I think this is this is where you're seeing actual shades of even Stevens. Yeah, just just Lewis sitting on the couch, on the chair eating the cake, in the, food, <laughs> yep. in, the in the bib. Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> just the faces he makes. This hair, his hair, just like curling over his ears. Just oh man, it was he just perfect. looks all disheveled. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Literal <laughs> mouthful of cake can barely speak. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just the dialogue in the scene, everything from Donnie giving Ren nothing but a bunch of conceited photos of himself uh, for her gift, and Ren getting her electronic organizer, which is so funny because we have phones for that now. Our phones mm. do everything. We don't need electronic organizers. <laughs> Technology is the only dated thing, really, in this show. Technology yeah. and the fashion is really yeah. the only things that are super dated. Because even the music's kind of jazzy, so it was already kind of uh, from behind its time already, so it, that doesn't even the music doesn't really feel dated. I don't think like the background music. That's funny that you mentioned the background music though, because I was gonna save this for later. But the background music in this episode, for the most part, doesn't have the swing jazz stuff yeah, that, that even little, Stevens is really different. known for, in my yeah. opinion, because it you know the the theme song is super swing jazzy and then mm-hmm. you know the transition music and background music throughout the rest of the series is typically the same but here there's a lot of generic sort of weird little sound effects stock stuff yeah like like really generic little bleep, 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 yeah. like, like, like little <laughs> that's my wonderful impression yeah that was a good one music that <laughs> it just doesn't feel right but in this scene they do have music that is perfect uh, when mm. Ren asks to see Lewis's gift. Lewis. Can't wait to see your lovely gift. I think it's funny, like he's in seventh grade, but like, how much money does he possibly have to get rid of? Like, wouldn't his, wouldn't his, like, I mean, when I was that young, my parents would kind of let me borrow some money so I could buy a gift. You know what I mean? Or, or they'd even buy it for me at that age for like who, whoever it is. Oh yeah. So I just think it's funny that the parents just had no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have no part in this at all. Like everyone just stares at him just waiting like, yeah. okay, 13 year old boy, what did you buy yeah. <laughs> with your dollar a day allowance? And she expects it. She's like, you better have gotten me a gift. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. But yeah, so this is definitely the highlight of the episode in my opinion. Uh-huh. Like everything from just that quick music to Lewis, to the family, to just everything going on right here. This is like what even Stevens does best. Dysfunctional family interaction. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's just perfect in this scene. It really is. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, so moving on from that, Lewis realizes he has to find a way to get Ren to hang out with this horrible kid at the mall um and obviously there's that's not gonna happen like ren stevens is not gonna hang out with this kid so what does he come up with he comes up with the brilliant idea and it is kind of brilliant i gotta give it to him but it's also so so wrong uh (laughs) to to i don't know if this would fly today uh to capitalize on ren's utter and you know desire to get in those volunteer hours he capitalizes on that and that's his way in he tells ren that he knows this very needy boy named ernie morton who's part of the adopt a friend program at school which of course ren would already know about this program if it existed yeah why would lewis know about this (laughs) yeah why, (laughs) why would lewis know what's going on with these school programs yeah no that would not happen uh but yeah so he knows about the non-existent adopt a friend program and tells ren about it he lures her in by saying i'm sure adrian dunmore would want to do this and of course ren being ren she's like that's all i need to know to to want to do this and so basically lewis's plan is he tricks ren into thinking that yeah that ernie is this super needy uh, basically like an orphan probably yeah. <laughs> kind of that's in desperate need of a friend for a day uh, for just a few hours you know it's community service to just hang out with this kid <laughs> which is just so bad it's like the more I thought about it the more I just started dying laughing yeah and then she's like you can talk to me about anything <laughs> And then he's like, yeah, great. Okay, whatever. <laughs> As if he literally has, like, a developmental problem. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. He doesn't speak a different language. He's still- <laughs> 
Oh, She's God. talking all slow and stuff. Let's fast forward to that. Uh, so what we're talking about, basically, is when Ren first meets Ernie at the mall. So uh, their plan is to meet up at the mall and sort of just hang out for like four hours, I think, because that's how many service hours she needs to get in. And as I said in my review, this was one of my favorite lines I ever wrote on my blog, was that if this was The Bachelorette, Ernie Morton would not receive the first impression rose. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. This guy shows up for his date with popular girl Ren Stevens in a filthy shirt with every stain known to man on it. It's half untucked. He's wiping his hands on his shirt. He's a gr- total grease ball. Like, it's it's disgusting. And uh, he's just like, wow, with a mouthful of food. Ren Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. That's a great first impression. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what we were saying, uh, Ren sees Ernie and given, you know, what she's seeing and what she knows about this adopt-a-friend program for community service, she treats Ernie like he has something wrong with him. Like, yeah. So she talks to him as if he can't understand what she's saying and, you know, that she'll be, like, his best buddy, basically. Ernie, I just want you to know that you can talk to me about anything. I'll be a good friend to you. I listen. She says, I listen. I listen, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ernie's just over the moon. He doesn't care how Lewis got her on this date. He doesn't care at all. He's just like, this is amazing that she's here with me. Do you think that Ren would have agreed to it if Lewis had just said, yo, this is my friend. Like, I need you to just spend like an hour with him at the mall. Like out of the goodness of her heart. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that he could have maybe swung that and made it work at all or no? I was just thinking about it. Because every time I watch it, I'm like, I wonder if Ren would have agreed to this. Yeah, that's actually a good question. Because I never really thought about that either. Like, part of me hopes that she would agree to it, just yeah, like... Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I don't know. You know, it's family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but at the same time, earlier when he was like, hey, do you want to, like, get lunch at the mall with me? She's like, uh, no, Louis, yeah. no. I'm like, do you want to even go out to lunch with your yeah. brother? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah so I don't think if he said, yeah, um, hang out with this total creepazoid nerd uh, at the mall. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, so the big climax drama uh-oh moment happens here um, when... Lewis asks for the trading card and Ernie says, you'll only get it at the end of the date after I get my goodbye kiss. <laughs> and he's so gross. He sticks his tongue yeah, out constantly. He does that tongue thing. Oh my gosh. I hate <laughs> that tongue so thing. so gross. I don't know if this, like if it was an ad lib on the actor's yeah, part or if I'm someone sure. was just like, be as disgusting as you can. And like, he just said, okay, I'm going to stick my tongue out all the time then. He does it like 50 times. <laughs> it's so nasty. Oh God. So then we get, it goes to a commercial then and or what would have been a commercial uh and then it cuts to a montage of ren and ernie at the mall this montage literally lasts like three minutes i kid you not it's an okay montage though i mean it's it's it's, it's kind of entertaining but it's not i mean it's just ernie being weird <laughs> that's the whole thing it's a pretty, it's like, this is what I meant by the episode being sort of stereotypical. It's that yeah. it's like, I feel like you see this stuff in every teen, like, movie, teen, yeah. rom-com, like, teen everything. Oh, yeah. Like, the hat scene. Like, mm-hmm. this happens in every single thing ever. And I'm like, why? Does this ever happen? <laughs> like, like, do you ever go on a date with someone? Where you just try on hats. And the person just tries on a bunch of hats and you give them the yes or no on the hats. I liked it because it was like a, a typical montage, date montage, but with like a weird twist to it where Ernie, instead of being normal throughout it and stereotypical, he was being super weird and like, trying on hats that didn't fit him and like baby girl hats and stuff i know <laughs> that one hat that doesn't even fit on his head he just puts it on the top of his head and it just sits there and that in uh, that second hat i was like i've never even seen a hat that looks like that in my entire life it was just really i think it weird. was was that the like the football helmet that has the drinks on either side no no the one right before that where it's like it's black and it's like really big on top and the brim was like i don't i don't even know how to describe it it looked like a i don't know it was weird Wait, I but. gotta see this. I gotta pull up the episode. Wait. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, like, it's what weird. What is that hat? I've never it's seen like, it before. It's like it's a it's like a baseball hat, but, but just it's an, either like an exaggerated baseball hat. Yeah, or like for someone whose head is much bigger than his. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. It's weird. 
But Ren says no to that hat. Um, <laughs> and then the hat with the drinks on either side, he has the tube going up his nose. So that's yeah. whatever. Every time I see a hat like that, I just think of that hat from SpongeBob. Which one? Where it was like Smitty something something. He was number one. Or whatever. I, I kind of remember that. But yeah, it's a hat that looks like that. Anyway. Um, yeah, and then the last hat that Ren approves is this ridiculous hat, but I guess it suits Ernie because he's ridiculous, and it's a ridiculous hat that's just huge and, like, 70s, tri- like, trippy. I don't even know, but it's ridiculous. But anyway, so he buys that. But this montage, this song that's in the background, come on, come on, we're gonna keep on rocking, come on, come on, honey, you and me, this could be something big. I'm <laughs> like, this I, freaking I, song. It's always gets stuck in my head after I watch the episode. Same. And we hear basically the whole song. Yeah. You know it's like a stock song, but we hear the whole song. They have great, uh, just like generic knockoff songs and even Stevens. Like really catchy ones. Oh, yeah. Like this is just a, the first one, but I mean, they have some really good ones along the way. I wish that all the other ones we heard this much of, though. Yeah, this is, yeah, this isn't the best one, but it's, yeah, it's fairly good. At the end of the montage, Ren and Ernie run into Tawny. Mm-hmm. And as I was re-watching it, Tawny is not even walking. Like, she's just standing there. (laughs) She was just on her mark. You know, she was just waiting for them to come. That reminds me of the one where where she's babysitting with Lewis. She's babysitting Twitty's brother, and Mm -hmm. the doorbell rings, and Lewis goes to open it, and immediately she just walks. Walks in. Turns the corner. Like, she doesn't even give her time to even get through the door. It just reminds me of that. But I think that's just very tawny, though. She's just like, I'm just going to stand here or I'm just going (laughs) to walk in with no regard. So they're like, oh, hey, tawny. And she's like, I didn't know you guys were friends. And Ren is literally about to blow the thing. She's like, oh, uh, no, Ernie's part of the... And then Lewis comes in and interrupts everything, (laughs) uh, trying to save it. That was actually a good part that I I never really laughed at before but when he was like oh I got some new shoes the shoes oh I love that part yeah that's <laughs> one of my favorites and they zoom in on his quote new shoes and they're just old and ratty and there's that little music that plays like <laughs> or something <laughs> I'm just like it's too well, good it just shows like how how necessary Lewis is in the series too I mean you know because that that montage scene obviously is a little slower and just the whole bit in the mall is a little bit uh, something's lacking there you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean ernie just can't carry the show himself well yeah <laughs> as the comedic side you know what i mean so mm-hmm. with ren and lewis together in the same scene it's great because they kind of play off each other like ren's the straight man and then and lewis is the you know the goofball but mm-hmm. as soon as lewis comes in that scene where he tries to save the date mm-hmm. I, with the shoes and him trying to hit on tawny and stuff let's get a corn dog yeah (laughs) which disney is obsessed with corn dogs by the way they mention it so many times they do actually i always hate to be that person uh who's all you know the show's only extra entertaining when shia's on the screen yeah but that's kind of the case like for me like he like he really lights up the screen and brings like so much energy to the show like when he's not on the screen it's like okay like what's going on let's get back to what was happening i mean would you disagree or no no i totally agree i mean i i think i mean lewis is my favorite character in anything ever (laughs) same (laughs) i mean for me though that over the course of the show they tried adding characters and rounding out characters to kind of fill the gaps when lewis isn't there like tom or Mm-hmm. Even Donnie or Beans. But the first season, definitely, they kind of lean on Lewis a lot for comedy. That's also an important thing to me, the way you said they lean on Lewis in the first season for comedy, because we're gonna get we're getting into a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Lewis was an aspiring comedian, mm-hmm. really in the first season only, and then they sort of drop it as they go along, and then just totally drop that by the time season three rolls around. Yeah. But I think that's something that really works about the first season, because I don't know, I haven't said this, but the first season is my favorite season. There's something charming about the fact that it is uh, more rough and unpolished in comparison to season two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels a little bit more down to earth. Um, it feels super 90s uh, in comparison to the rest of the series. Like just from everything, from the colors as well, everything's a bit more mm-hmm. drab and earthy. It's not as bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's like a little darker in the first season. Like even the clothes Lewis wears, like his Hawaiian shirts get way bolder as the show goes on. But like in the yeah. first season, he wears a lot of like browns, grays. Um, 
like I don't know. It's that's just yeah. something I know. And he has those orange pants that he wears too in the later seasons. Yeah, he doesn't really wear those in the first season. There's maybe like one or two episodes, but yeah, no, yeah. he mainly wears like beige pants or mm-hmm. like. I mean, they're still like ridiculous UFO pants, but I mean, they're like, but they're like, yeah, they're just not bright orange or whatever bright colors. But yeah, so with leaning on Lewis for the comedy in the first season, it made sense because he wanted to be a comedian. Mm -hmm. The comedy felt very natural because he was a sarcastic person. He was, you know, that that's who he was as a character. Yeah. And it kind of was cool because it was like, here's this show, just a normal everyday show and then here's Lewis his comedy seemed more it was supposed to be kind of more jarring and like out of place amidst all this normalcy whereas Mm -hmm. second and third season it was like okay the whole show is going to be just really comedic now Mm -hmm. you know what I mean instead Mm -hmm. of just a normal show with one comedian who sticks out like a sore thumb yeah it was the whole show became that uh, in the later seasons which I liked but um, yeah the first season definitely has its own perks and uh, its own charm Mm mm-hmm no, that's a that's a really good point, actually. I never even thought about it that way. Like, especially with getting into season two, like season two has some ridiculous moments where it's like, yeah, this show, they they just went off the rails with this show. Like, I don't, yeah. like, I don't understand how we went from like even just this first episode or to like what the original pilot was that we see later on, how we went from that to like some of the ridiculous stuff that happens later on it's just i have it just makes me wonder like whose decision it was to be like yeah this is the show to do this with yeah. like you know like like this is the show to really just go all out insane do just crazy things with yeah. but yeah we'll we'll definitely be getting into all that as we go so getting back to the episode ren and ernie's date ends quote unquote date and she invites him to take uh photos with her in the photo booth uh, which is a super datey thing to do. She thanks Ernie for a wonderful afternoon. And a line that stuck out to me was when she says, I am getting as much out of this as you are. I was like, mm, that's a little, I don't want to say, not, not yeah. shady, but that's like, it, <clears throat> well, it had like a double meaning of like, yeah, I'm getting my hours in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, because well, as far as she knows, Ernie's in on this, right? Like Ernie doesn't know what's going on, but she thinks he does. Like she oh, thinks right. that yeah, he's yeah. part of this thing. So. Her mm-hmm. saying that is even more odd because she's basically l- telling him that I'm getting hours out of this, so thanks. I don't uh-huh. know. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, it was a weird line. And then not only that, it puts her on such a high horse. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yes, you're getting so much out of your time with me today. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Like You are hashtag blessed to be spending <laughs> these four hours with me today, yeah. Ernie. <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. The date ends, and then Ernie just completely scraps what he said about, oh, you'll only get the card after I get a kiss, because apparently Ren saying thank you for a wonderful afternoon was enough for him. Mm. Ernie interprets that to mean that she likes him, that the date went well, whatever. He's probably assuming there's going to be a second date. Mm. Uh, so he, that's why he assumes, yeah, you know, I can give you the card now. Like, yeah. I'm sure that kiss is going to happen sometime. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he gives Lewis the card, and Lewis is all super excited at first, and Ernie tells him, well, you earned it, and walks away, and then Lewis mm-hmm. is, you know, he see you see the guilt setting in a little bit, like, did I really earn this card by doing yeah. this? And then we get, which is kind of ridiculous, <laughs> Ren just staring longingly in a shop window at this pearl necklace, like, she's just staring, and there's this music in the background. And uh, Lewis walks up and after she walks away and sees that she was looking at this pearl necklace. Long story short, Lewis ends up pawning the Roaring Drycon trading card to get money to buy Ren this pearl necklace for her birthday, which is honestly nice. But at the same time, eh. (laughs) I always wanted to know how he knew what exactly she was looking at because she walks away from the store window, which has a bunch of different pieces of jewelry in the window. I always wondered how he knew that she was looking at that pearl necklace and not like the ring right next to it or like <laughs> the other necklace next to it. They zoom in on it, That's like true. you know. So it's like <laughs> maybe true. his brain just zoomed in zoomed on the in necklace, on it, yeah. you know. That's true. Uh, and it is the biggest thing there, so yeah, a good point. who knows? Yeah. So Ren gets to school and she goes to the guidance counselor, whoever it is, whoever's in charge of this, who or who she thinks is in charge of this adopt. <laughs> a friend program she goes to this lady and she hands in her hours she did a whole report on it as well 
And then she finds out, oh, this is great. Yeah, th- this would put you ahead of Adrian Dunmore, except for the fact that there is no Adopt-A-Friend program. <laughs> uh, and she's like, wait, I wouldn't have spent all day at the mall with this needy, needy boy, Ernie Morton, if there was no program. She's like, well, you did, and there isn't. So <laughs> so then cut to the hallway. This is the part that, that bothered me. Oh, yeah, this part bothers me and on so many levels. Yes, yeah, on a few levels. Everyone is, is wrong. Like basically, in except this Ernie Morton, really, if you think about it, and Twitty. I mean, yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah. Twitty, Twitty's just, yeah, he's just that guy. Apparently, Ernie Morton has been telling everyone that him and Ren are quote moving in the direction mm-hmm. of becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, which is honestly, this is when I say, like when you said that everyone is in the wrong except for Ernie Morton. Yeah. This is when I say, no, he is in the wrong too. But why? You don't go and do that. Like you don't. <laughs> Wait, but, that's, like, but he doesn't have social skills. So he thinks, <laughs> like, you know, these are also seventh graders, remember? Like, True. So she, like she, he's in seventh grade, she's in eighth grade. So like, True. I mean, I, you know, when you, when you go on a, on a, what you think is a date with a girl who you think actually likes you like you're telling people you know what i mean especially if that person's popular like you get excited and you guys take a picture together you're showing people the picture and he never said that they were dating she even asked him he said no i'm just saying we're kind of moving that direction like he was very Mm -hmm. earnest about the um no pun intended he was earnest about (laughs) ernie was very earnest (laughs) yeah uh, I don't know. I just, I really felt from in that moment, he looked kind of gross when he was telling his friends like, eh, she likes me and stuff. But And he was sticking his tongue out yeah, again. Yeah, sticking his tongue out. And then uh, when she confronted him, um, I don't know, I really felt from that moment. And every time I watch it, I'm like, oh man, like Ernie doesn't know. He's just this weird kid who doesn't mm-hmm. know any better. He's this 12 year old or whatever. I don't know. Well, because it's a terrible, terrible scene. If you guys yeah. don't know what we're talking about, Ren basically goes up to Ernie and she's like, have you been telling everyone that we're dating? And he says, no, you know, I'm telling him, telling everyone we're moving in that direction. And she just goes off on him in front yeah. of everyone. In front of everyone. Ernie Morton, I wouldn't hang out with you if you were the last boy on earth. No, I'm sorry. If you were the last boy in the universe. No. You were the last boy ever, ever. And then everyone immediately just starts laughing at Ernie and he's left there in the dust to just stand there. Like all of his confidence is gone. Mm -hmm. Like he's just a puddle of sadness basically in the hallway and just walks away defeated. It's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And then Lewis is like watching around the corner like, oops, look what I did. Yeah. And at that moment, and it's kind of connect ties to the next scene, which kind of bothered me. He feels bad for Ernie, and rightfully so. In mm-hmm. the next scene, Ren kind of gets rewarded in the end, and which is fine. I mean, he still did something wrong to Ren, but mm-hmm. I, Ernie just, I don't think, ever gets any uh, redemption in the end. Mm. I don't know. But, but I mean, he's still nasty. So basically this episode... <laughs> he, is, he is still nasty, that's true. <laughs> so basically this episode ends with probably a scene that most of you will remember. Uh, Lewis hears Ren coming up to his room. She's enraged. <laughs> Because he, you know, he knows that she found out about the card and everything that happened. So he finds a quick hiding place, which is to, I hate saying hang himself, because that sounds terrible, but to hang himself by his shirt on the back of his door. So you guys probably remember that image of him doing that. I feel like that was on a lot of commercials, (laughs) as well as the horrible line, which is probably one of the weakest, (laughs) most obvious go-to lines here. Uh, Ren sees him and she says, What are you doing back there? Um just hanging out but he delivers it so well though that you know that you forget how cliche that line is because he deli- he just delivers it really well i think it's just funny because they used that line all the time and i'm <laughs> oh, like yeah. this show is smarter than that yeah, yeah. it was a very overused line <laughs> the better line though that happens right after that yeah. is i have a reputation at school well not anymore how am i supposed to show my face there again hmm may i suggest plastic surgery ha 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 that's a much better line. Yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> so basically, Lewis traded, yeah, he pawned in the money for uh, the card and got Ren this pearl necklace. And he gives it to her, and she's really happy at first, which is kind of nice because, you know, she says that she never gets gifts that she actually wants. Mm-hmm. Basically, she said she gets pictures of Donnie and <laughs> practical stuff, but she never gets anything pretty, like a necklace, I guess. So she's happy in that regard, but then she's pissed because she knows that Lewis got it with the money from the card. And mm-hmm. what gets me mad is at the end, 
uh, she gives the necklace to Ernie and says, like, this belongs to you. What the heck is he going to do with that? It's just interesting. It's just always annoyed me the way she's like, I think this belongs to you. That's like, true. She gives the necklace back. I thought she's yeah. worn that necklace, though, in other She episodes. did. Okay. She did. I okay, pointed I that so. out. Yep. She wore it in sibling rivalry, I think. Okay. She definitely is wearing that same necklace, and I'm like, oops, mistake. Uh, she gave that back, definitely. So the episode ends with Ernie asking, she, he's like, oh, can now that we're, like, okay, could I just have a hug from one friend to the other? And, like, they go to hug, and he set up his friends to take a photo of them embracing. Yeah. And I'm like, that's why I said he's still nasty, so see, I don't I, care. I view that as, as his redemption, though, for for what she said to him. So I liked it. I mean, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I liked it. I thought it was good. (laughs) Okay, then. Um, (laughs) So so that's the episode, really. I think are we finally going to move into some segments here, I guess. Uh, So it's time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know? Is it true? that What does that mean? So here is the trivia I have. Okay. Ernie was played by Anthony Birch who was born on June 17th. Oh, weird. Which is the date this episode premiered. That's really weird. <laughs> so I'm, I saw that and I was like, maybe that's why they decided to air it first. Anthony Birch's birthday gift was his episode of Even Stevens premiering yeah. on TV. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. And my other trivia, in the background at the mall, in the in the scene where we first meet Ernie, mm-hmm. the Disney store is right in the background. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I know yeah I've, yeah I know what you're talking about. And so it's like I wonder if that was intentional. Like let's make huh. sure we got the Disney in the background. It probably was. I bet you it was. <laughs> it probably was. I also have a, a trivia about the mall. Uh, okay. So it was filmed at West Side Pavilion in Los Angeles. It was? Um, yeah, which is actually a different mall that they used for Quest for Coolness because that mall was... Yeah, Quest for Coolness was the South Bay Galleria. Yeah, it was in Redondo Beach, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah. Yep. I always thought it looked different, but I never was quite sure. But it's also the same mall. Have you seen Clueless? It's the same mall from Clueless. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, which is kind of cool. And then the other bit of information, I discovered, I maybe I knew this years ago, but I didn't remember this, that Ren originally auditioned for the part of Tawny. Yes, yes. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, God. Every time I think about that, I want to, like, throw up. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah, especially because Ren looks so much older than Lewis. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it, I don't think it would have really worked. And she's taller, too, so. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine can't even that imagine dynamic it. between yeah. them. Oh, I just, I, oh, God. It's like incest. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I guess that's it for trivia. I actually had that Hawaiian shirt that he wears at the end. That was the one I had. The one. The one where he's hanging on the door. No, I have that one, too. Oh, that's, oh, oh yeah, is that the same one you have? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, see, we're weirdos, guys, and we have <laughs> we have Hawaiian shirts that Lewis wore um, in the series. Yeah, we're weird like that. So, like, I have three Hawaiian shirts of his, not the ones Shia wore, obviously, just the same shirt. And I guess you have that same one, too. I've been considering going as a female Lewis Stevens for Halloween since I basically have, I have the shirt from Influenza, and that's mm-hmm. one of his most iconic looks. I might do that up. I might get yeah. some bright orange neon shorts and do it up. Like, like just. So if you're listening to this, tell me, should I go as Louis Stevens for Halloween? Yes or no? Is yes. it creepy? Yes or no? Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll post a poll on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'll post a poll on the Instagram story. Yeah. Any plot holes, like gaping ones that you that you wrote down or took note of or anything like None that? None that really stood out to me, but I'm terrible there's, at finding that stuff. There's one that always bothered me since I was a kid. So when, when he's hanging on the door and Ren opens it, the door is noticeably going to be like a hundred pounds heavier. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yet she like doesn't think twice about, you know what I mean? When you yep. have someone hanging on the door, it's going to be extremely heavy. She just flings that door wide open like it's yeah. nothing. Yeah. That's the only one I noticed. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. So Ethan, do you have a best quote, a best line from yeah. this episode? I have like one that I think is like the best written line. Like I just liked it, but then there's another one that I just liked how he delivered it okay. better. Okay. But I don't think it's as good of a line necessarily. My favorite line was the, man, tell 20 or 30 lies and right away you're a bad guy. That was going to be mine. (laughs) I like that one. I think that's the best written line. Okay, so mine was the, um, no, I was just commenting that it's amazing how your favorite continent is my favorite continent too. I just loved how he just (laughs) delivered that line. The good line, 
The, the other good line after that, though, is when he's like, maybe we could explore this further. No, that's okay. I'll just wait for the movie. Let's wait for the movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a good one. That's too. a good one. But that's not my line. Okay, that's not yours. Okay, gotcha. Mine has got to be, I got it over the internet. These things just don't pop they out pop of the out screen. Of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the way he says it. He has a mouthful yeah. of cake. Can't wait to see your lovely gift. Yeah, well, you're going to have to. Oh, low. Not again. No, not again. Of course not. I, I got her something. Why don't you just give it to me? Because, um, got it over the internet. And, uh, you know, these things don't just pop out of the screen. So for some comments and some other stuff here, I found this article. Uh, oh, yeah. That was written by Variety back in 2000 when the episode premiered. They got like a sneak preview of it or something and then they wrote this review. Uh, It was by Carol Horst. So, hey Carol. So the description that she wrote says, Judging by the one allotted episode for review, the Disney Channel's new original series, Even Stevens, is okay. It mines the young teen territory that Nickelodeon rules and is amiable enough but Leeds, Shia LaBeouf, and Christy Carlson Romano should start plotting the rest of their careers as these two young thesps bring polish and excellent timing to the material. Yeah. They just give a little rundown of the episode a little bit. Uh, then they also go on to say, little is done with the other major characters as Lewis and Ren take center stage in this and shine. LaBeouf is like a preteen Gary Shandling. Wow, I love Gary Shandling. And indeed, his character has posters of Seinfeld's Kramer and Jay Leno in his room, underlining Lewis's sensibilities. Romano comes off like a junior Wendy Malick, snooty and human and entertaining to watch. Christy was great in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I think she, I, I, when I was watching, I was like, wow, she just delivers her lines really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, she always does, but I just, I mean, she's really good in this episode too. Like this is, might be one of her best episodes. Mm-hmm. Just as far as her just deliveries and even just when she's like, uh, he's like, can I ask you a question? And she said, you just did. <laughs> you just did. Bye. Everything she said, like she just really, I, I really enjoyed her, uh, her performance in this one. So we got an Instagram comment uh, from someone about this episode that I thought I should read. It's from Layla Burns. And she says, I never watched Even Stevens growing up, but I did watch this episode when Disney played a bunch of the first episodes of their shows in January 2016. I thought that was interesting because I also, did you catch that? It was called Firsts on the First. Yeah, I, I knew it was happening. I don't think I wa- ended up watching those. I, something was going on. Yeah, I was like sick that day. Oh, yeah. I was having trouble sleeping. And so I stayed up and watched Swap.com on the TV, like oh, actually nice. on Disney Channel. And it was weird. She says, one joke that stuck with me was when Lewis was stuck to the door and told Ren he was, quote, just hanging out. Uh, <laughs> I just found that one really funny for some reason. I want to watch more of the show soon because it seems like the type of show I'd enjoy. And I'll be keeping up with your podcast. So I thought that was nice. Give you that little shout out, Layla. Thank you. And I hope you do check out more of the show because it Mm -hmm. is a freaking awesome show. (laughs) Yeah. So for our last little segment here, I found just a few... Uh, tweets. I, I'm trying to make an effort to sort of find funny tweets related to whatever episode we're talking about. Since the show isn't all that popular, it's a it's a bit of a dig to try to find stuff. Uh, but I found one that was from back in March. Uh, someone was live tweeting the Oscars and said, why does Timothy Chalamet have the same hair as that greasy kid from Even Stevens? <laughs> <laughs> And they put a side-by-side photo comparison of Timothy Chalamet on the red carpet uh, next to Ernie sitting at the computer, all disgusting. Um, Yeah. Did they hashtag Ernie Morton? How did you find that? Oh, I just type in any keywords I can find. So I literally typed in, like, greasy kid, even Stevens. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because I assumed someone must have called him that at some point. Yeah. Yeah, but that tweet is from Kaylee Davis. I'm pretty sure I'll retweet that one once we're done recording this. That's a good one. Uh, Then we have another one, which I just thought was kind of funny. This guy uh, at Mac Lowry, he said, yo, the first episode of Even Stevens is on and I forgot they had an older brother, F. (laughs) Like he just, just (laughs) (laughs) that leads me to my one YouTube comment on on swap.com. Most of them were just like, oh, I love the show, love the show. But this one just simply says, WTF is this. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) 
I was like, you've never heard of it? Or <laughs> or like, you're just so disgusted by what you <laughs> saw. Like, like, what is going on? Why are you so upset about this episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Did you have an MVP for this episode or no? I mean, I... I'm gonna put. I mean, most of my MVP is probably gonna be Lewis, but yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, to pick somebody outside of the norm, you know what? I'm gonna pick Ernie Morton. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I love the way my voice cracked there. I was like, oh wow. Or actually, Twitty is a good one too. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, literally on my notes here, everyone is in the wrong. To be honest, Ren used Ernie. Lewis used Ren. Ernie used Ren, kind of, for his like own popularity yeah, yeah, yeah. and gain and stuff. And so yeah. then when I went down to think of an MVP, I wrote MVP. Donnie? Twitty? Honestly, no one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, well, they're not in it enough either. I mean, Donnie, I know, Donnie's that, great, though, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there anything else you want to add to this? I just wanted to say, so the director, Paul Hone, who directed this episode, he also directed True Confessions oh, okay. with Shia and You Wish with oh. uh, AJ Trouth, who was, plays Twitty. And that's interesting, though, because he still directs for the Disney Channel today. Yeah, he directed that uh, Andy Mack show, didn't he? Yeah, so yeah. he's done a lot of episodes of Andy Mack. He's done a lot of uh, DCOMs. He did some uh, old Nickelodeon. He did Alan Strange and Secret World of Alex Mack, I think, too. Okay, okay. He was all up in the kids' programming, man. Yeah. He did a lot of stuff. And he directed five Even Stevens episodes. It's weird, though, because I thought he directed more than just five. Uh, I don't know. It's like, what I feel IMDb like said. I see his. I feel like I see his name way more yeah. often, or maybe I just watched a lot of those episodes more than. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. So is that everything? I think so. I guess that about wraps up our first actual episode discussion of an episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanted to just put it out there to you guys. Anyone listening to this right now, we do have a listener letters segment. So if you want to get deep, like a lot of the emails we got in our introduction episode, please feel free to do that by sending an email to evenstevensranked at gmail.com. But if you don't want to get all deep like that, you don't have to. Like you can literally send us anything you want. It doesn't have to be related to whatever episode we're covering uh, that week or whatever. You can just send us any thoughts you might have on on the show. I run evenstevensrank.com through Tumblr. So if you just go to the website, click ask, uh, you can send an anonymous message if you want. If you don't want to, you know, send an email with your email or something, you know, tweet us. You could write on Instagram, anything you want, and uh, we will talk about it in whatever our next thing we're recording is. And maybe sometime we could even do a whole episode uh, of just comments and mm-hmm. uh, emails and questions and stuff. That could be fun. Like listener topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be interesting. Any last things you want to say, Ethan, as we sign off here? Check out the show where you can find it. I know it's not super easy to find, but, you know, try Daily Motion YouTube. If some episodes you have to find worse quality, but some of them are out there if you really do some digging. Yeah. So be sure to do that so you can watch along and listen and Hopefully this will be a good time. This was Mm -hmm. fun again. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, of course, for all things Even Stevens Ranked and Even Stevens, you can follow at Even Stevens Ranked or at Even Stevens Rank on all of the socials, really, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Be sure to do that for updates, uh, throwbacks, all that good stuff. Looking forward to the next episode, which is going to be season one, episode two, Stevens Jeans, uh, which is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. See you next time.